Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is a free iOS sports app, and you can download it and have a full-fledged discussion with people like me, sports analysis, athletes, whatever the case might be. Give it a look in the App Store. Okay, so obviously things aren't going that well for the New Jersey Devils this season, but we have a lot of potential, and it's time that I talk more about it and see what we can do with our line pairing. So it's going to be a very interesting episode, not a pregame episode, so buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 3.34 p.m. Eastern Time, April the 14th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And the New Jersey Devils are about to prep for another game against the New York Rangers tonight. Remember, this is going to be game two of a four-game Hudson River miniseries, if you want to call it that. So if you hadn't checked out the last episode, I basically talked about the New Jersey Devils getting uh, shut down by Shasurskin and how that was his first career shutout. But also, I talked about some positive takeaways. So, you know, for example, Siegenthaler made his uh, debut with the New Jersey Devils. Nico Heizer, our captain, has finally made his triumphant return to our lineup after missing, what, like a month or so. And I also talked about the mishap on defense that was endured by Murray and also Butcher. So give that episode a listen if you want to know why we lost 3 to nothing to the New York Rangers. And I genuinely believe we could take at least one game, just one game, or send it to OT, shootout, whatever the case might be. We cannot come up empty in this series okay uh, that that that's my one fear I really hope that we do not get swept in four games by the New York Rangers and by the way I fully expect us to take most of the games against the Flyers yes they are ahead of us in the standings but uh look 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 the Flyers just lost their last game what like six to one to the Washington Capitals if we're able to compete with the Washington Capitals like that I think we could beat the Philadelphia Flyers now we've had some close calls against the Flyers but all in all I'm looking for that four game series as well I think that'll be a good one and an interesting one to watch because uh the defense similar to ours has been atrocious for the Philadelphia Flyers and obviously Carter Hart isn't getting it done and that's such a shame because like I've mentioned in a few few episodes prior I genuinely believe that Carter Hart and Mackenzie Blackwood just them going at it in terms of young netminder versus yet netminder I I was looking forward to it but anyway so guys I kind of hinted at it in the last episode but I told you guys that there's just a lot of new faces a lot of new pairings for the New Jersey Devils and I don't think I've ever done an episode where I've only talked about uh, their pairings and what do I think of them personally because it's actually kind of interesting if you look at it so I'm basing it off of the dailyfaceoff.com in which they update the lines uh, pairings pretty frequently for uh, all the NHL teams and they also give a rating as to where this player is rated in terms of their position and I think it's quite interesting and also where does that uh, line pairing rank amongst all of the NHL so 
we're, we're, we're going to talk about it in this segment and because, you know, I, I think it's interesting and I, I think you guys need to know who's our fillers and who's going where. And you guys probably already know this, but overall, I just want to give my opinion on it. So uh, for line pairing number one for our forwards, you got Yanni Kwokinen at the left wing. You got Jack Hughes at center and then you got Igor Sharangovich at the right wing. And I love that line pairing. That line pairing needs to stay together for the rest of the year, barring anything catastrophic if I'm Lindy Ruff. So if you need to make an adjustment, do not change that first line pairing. I, I beg of you because Kwokinen, Hughes, and Sharon Govich, you know, there, there's your one, two, three punch right there. You got Kwokinen, who's having a great year. Jack Hughes is having a great sophomore year. And Igor Sharon Govich, what more can we say about him? Just a fantastic underdog story. And we saw what they did uh, together against that Sabres game and also part of that Pittsburgh uh, Penguins two-game series uh, that we saw just a couple days ago in which each of them was able to assist on each other's respective goals. So if Hughes scored a goal, it was either Sharon Govich or Kwokinen or both. Or if Kwokinen scored, it was Hughes or Sharon Govich or both. If Sharon Govich scored, you know where I'm getting at. It was Hughes or Kwokinen helping or assisting on it, you know, whether it was one of them or both of them. I feel as though that line pairing has some potential. It has some work to, you know, just uh, clear out because I think in terms of just Sharon Govich and Kwokinen, you don't know what you're going to get night in and night out with them. Like like I told you guys in episodes prior, Kwokinen kind of has to do the big name stuff because, you know, there was uh, talk and speculation as to where would he be in terms of our line pairings and uh, would he just be sent down to our taxi squad and then one game he came in and he had like three assists in a game so uh, he kind of solidified himself as just like hey he has some potential here and uh, I just love the improvement and what more can we say about Sharon Govich just overall just the bright potential the total underdog story coming from Belarus and just uh, you know, taking the league by storm, or, or I guess, you know, that's kind of a strong statement, but you know what I mean. He's uh, definitely passing our expectations, and he makes our rebuild more exciting, to say the least. So I really like that pairing, and I think that pairing needs to stay together for the rest of the year, and Lindy Ruff going into the offseason, I would experiment with that in next year's training camp just to see, like, is it just a fluke, or is there some development? Obviously, we saw Jack Hughes working out over the offseason and just improving upon it, and Kwokinen and Sharon Govich, let's see what they could do because Kwokinen and Sharon Govich, two diamonds in the rough. So Hughes is actually third on the team in points with 21, and then Kwokinen is actually fifth on the list with 20 points, and then Sharon Govich is just a few spots down at number eight with 17 points of the year. And then in terms of goals, Jack Hughes is third on the team with nine. Igor Sharon Govich is fourth with nine. Now, uh, Jack Hughes got his, obviously, uh, a little more quicker, so that's why he's ranked above Sharon Govich. And then in terms of what Kwokinen has been doing, he is actually 7th on the team with 6. Now, here's one thing I want to talk about, which is the assist category. So, Kwokinen is 4th on the team with 14 assists. Jack Hughes has 12. And then Sharon Govich has 8, which uh, puts him at 11th position. So, you know, that, that line pairing has some potential, to say the least. And uh, I, I think, you know, going back to what I was saying, I think Lindy Ruff needs to experiment with that line just a touch more to see what they could do. And one thing I love about hockey is that you can mix and match it, your line pairings. You don't have to put the best players on your top line. You can mix and match it so that way you get more offense here, you get more offense there. And especially with us being such a young team, it makes it a little easier. So it's just like mixing and matching. And that's what I love about hockey. That's what made me fall in love with it. Just the substitutions and overall what you could potentially do with it. 
So let's talk about line pairing number two. And remember, guys, um, right now, currently, Zaka is out with an injury. So I forgot to mention that in yesterday's episode because I was so focused up on the fighting. But yeah, Zaka is out. So at the time of this recording, I am talking about hypothetical line situations while he is out. So uh, Zaka left Sunday's game with an undisclosed injury and did not return. So Zaka uh, went some imaging on Monday and is in a meeting with doctors on Tuesday. So he's on a day-to-day basis with the New Jersey Devils. And obviously, if I get more information, I will inform you guys what I know. But that's all I can tell you. So right now, the injury is undisclosed. And that's all I know currently at the time of this recording. So anyway, let's talk about line pairing number two, which involves Miles Wood at the left wing, Nico Heizer at center, our captain, and then right wing is Jesper Bratt. So that is a pretty uh, good line as well that has a lot of potential so this New Jersey Devils team we scream potential in terms of youth because look Heizer, Brock and then also Wood like that's actually a pretty decent um you know line pairing as well when you think about it in hindsight just you know going based on uh what what we're at this season our age our experience so obviously I love Miles Wood's improvement this year he has 14 goals which leads our team obviously And you know how many goals he had last season in 68 games played? 11. So look at that improvement. And we still have, what, like 15 more games to go? So in 41 games, he has 14 goals. So I love the improvement from Miles Wood. And then, obviously, uh, in terms of the others in Nico Heizer, he needs to play in more games. And honestly, guys, I might make a hot take in a moment or two. But first, let's talk about Jesper Bratt. So Jesper Bratt, in 35 games played, he has 5 goals and 20 assists for a grand total of 25 points. So in terms of assists, Jesper Bratt is leading our team in that category. And yes, his goals are down this season because last season he had 16 goals. And he had a grand total of 32 points. And this season, he only has 25 points. Now, here's the thing. Jesper Brat has only played in 35 games so far this season. And if you remember, he, Vatnin, and Heizer, they all had to be uh, placed on the COVID protocol list. And because, you know, they joined the team late uh, due to uh, contract negotiations and uh, they were forced to quarantine and they had to wait a moment or two because Jesper Brat is obviously coming from Sweden. And so it took him a while before he was able to play. So look at it in that context. So yes, his numbers are down just a touch. But remember, 35 games played. We still have, what, like 15 or so games left in this regular season. So there's plenty of time for Jesper Brat to surpass uh, his career high in terms of points. Because, guys, remember... Uh, His rookie season with the New Jersey Devils, he had 35 points in 74 games played. So the fact that he has 25 points in just 35 games played this year, that's impressive right there. And honestly, that's something I'm looking at. And obviously, with our offense not really being the same, I'm not trying to hype anyone up. I'm not trying to say that we have one of the best offenses in the league. I just say... We have more potential. It's one of the things I'm telling people is that we're not as far down in the rebuild ladder as you think. Because I'm tired of seeing these negative Nancys on Twitter just saying the devils suck. We're going nowhere. Uh, this, that, and a third. Let me be clear. I was really disappointed in the Paul Mary and uh, Zajac trade. I really was. Like, honest to God, I was. You, you guys saw me on Twitter. But I'm not going to sit here and just complain and bash on my team because... I feel as though we do have potential, and who knows what holds in store for the offseason. I know what, um, you know, the front office and Tom Fitzgerald, 
I, and also Lindy Ruff, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to find players that are going to fall under the radar and overall just take us by storm and just be that glue piece because, guys, we tried going after big-name players and it just didn't work out. So, you know, obviously we saw what happened to Taylor Hall. We saw what happened to P.K. Subban because look at Taylor Hall now. He barely did anything for a lowly team that was in last place that lost 18 straight games. Yet you think for a player of his caliber, a former Hart a Memorial Trophy winner, you would think that he would be dominating in that Sabres organization, but it didn't work out. And obviously we saw his production go down just a tad bit, uh, you know, as his career with the New Jersey Devils came to an end. And then obviously we saw what happened to P.K. Subban. But, you know, we're, we're looking for players that just no harm, no foul kind of thing. Like players that, you know, if, if they don't produce, it won't hurt us in the long run. So obviously, you know, we have Ryan Murray. We, we had to get rid of Kulikov. Uh, Votnin just didn't work out and his trade value went down. And, you know, Paul Mary's uh, trade value went down. Zajac, you know, being the old guy he is, his trade value went down. So Tom Fitzgerald, in my opinion, is doing everything in his power that he can do. Obviously, I, I think he could have done better in trade. But overall, I just think we have a lot of great potential for this team. And obviously, we'll talk more about uh, the line pairings and what do I think of certain players in a second. But first, I think it's time for the first live read this morning. And it comes from betonline.ag. So obviously, college football is over. College March Madness is over. The NFL is over. But you know what's in full swing? The NHL and also the NBA. MLB is getting their season underway. So it's exciting to go to bet online to place your bets if you are a gambling person. But remember to gamble responsibly. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised because bet online is that awesome. So real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Talent talks about one or more teams. NHL Games of the Week, NBA Players of the Week, whatever comes to mind, they got it. So anything sports, they got you covered, all right? So also visit our good friends at Locked On Bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and you have no excuse to say, oh, I didn't know what games were going to happen or this that a third also visit at bet online underscore ag and they also have you covered as well so bet online your online sportsbooks experts get with it and get in the action everybody so obviously we've already talked about the Quokinen, Hughes, and Sharon Govich line pairing. We talked briefly about Miles Wood, Nico Heizer, and Jesper Bratt. So I told you guys that I would sort of make a hot take in this episode. And here's my hot take. And some of you might agree with me in this case. So obviously Zaka is a center for our team. And this season, Zaka has actually been doing pretty well. So remember, formally drafted in 2015 by the New Jersey Devils, a lot of people have been disappointed in what Zaka has been doing the past few years. And honestly, I just say, you know, what, what you see is what you get when you have Pavel Zaka on your team. But this season, in 39 games played, he has 10 goals, 15 assists for a grand total of 25 points. Now, we'll compare uh, what I think about what he did last season and I will give you guys my overall reaction to it. But anyway, before I make the hot take, I just want to say this about Zaka. Zaka has actually had his moments this season. So obviously, he was able to score two goals in that Buffalo Sabres game 
on April the 8th. And then literally the day before he was, uh, he got another goal. He was able to score once again. So uh, Zaka has actually been on a tear here and there during the courses of the season. Like I've talked about it in episodes before where Zaka was actually the hottest player in the last five games or so for the New Jersey Devils. So I honestly think that Zaka has been making huge improvements. And I feel as though if he was uh, given the opportunity to play like 80 or so games like in a regular NHL season, then uh, he would be producing a lot more. So uh, this season, Pavel Zaka has played in 39 games, has 10 goals, 15 assists for a grand total of 25 points. Now, the season prior, he had uh, 32 points in 65 games played, 8 goals, and 24 assists. So here's the thing. Like I told you guys, similar to a lot of the player situations, remember when I said that Heizer would uh, get more point production if he was playing in more games and not getting injured so damn much? Well, I think the same is with uh, Zaka. So obviously Zaka has been hurt the last couple of games for the New Jersey Devils. Like he got hurt in Sunday's game and right now he's just listed as day-to-day and I will let you guys know if I get any more updates. But, you know, here's the thing. 39 games played, 10 goals, 15 assists, 25 points. I think it's a similar situation to Brat's uh, case where, you know, if he was playing in more games, you would see that points total go up. And I feel as though he would surpass his career high in points, which he was able to do last season. So uh, obviously in 2016, 2017, he had 24 points. Then the next season, 25 points. And then the very next season, 25 points once again. And I think the thing about Zaka is, yes, I'm sure people expected more from him, but at the same time, you know, at least he can stay consistent. That's the thing, because uh, I, I don't think he's really been taking any steps back. I just think that people just expect more from him. And I think, uh, you know, just, just thinking in that, you know, terms or narrative, I think that Zaka is actually a pretty decent player. So what people are possibly wanting from Zaka, so like, let's look at some of his uh, past success with, um, you know, overseas teams. So uh, when he was playing for Sarnia Sting and was the alternate captain in 2015 and 2016, he was able to put up 28 goals, 36 assists for a grand total of 64 points. So people were expecting a lot out of this guy. And obviously when he was playing with the Albany Devils at the time, you know, three games played, had a goal, two assists for a grand total of three points. So people were just thinking that he would be like a goal getter. And then obviously in 2018, 2019, he was actually sent down to the Binghamton Devils for four games or so in which he was able to have five assists and you know, uh, obviously that, that showed that he had some potential. So that was after like what he was three seasons in the league with the New Jersey Devils. So I, I, I think he's improving slowly, but surely he's coming into fruition and keep in mind, he's still relatively young. He's 24 years of age. So I think there's still plenty of room for improvement for Zaka. Now that being said, and a lot of you are going to probably come at my throat for this, but I personally believe when Zaka returns, because remember, Heizer was able to return to action in the last game against the Rangers. I feel as though Heizer should go down to the third line and pair with Janssen and Merkley, and then Zaka should be, uh, you know, in that line with Wood and Brat. And quite honestly, and here's why: it's just because Heizer just needs more time to get used to the swing of things because he's played in less than uh, double-digit games this season. He's been injured for, what, like, I'd say 85% of the year. He's done little to nothing, and, you know, it's not his fault. Obviously, he had to deal with that lower leg injury, and then he had to deal with that sinus fracture. So, 
Honestly, in my opinion, I feel as though Zaka should have a bigger role than Heizer this season. I know Heizer's our captain, and I know, you know, usually you want to put uh, your players like that in your first or your second line, especially since Heizer is a former first overall pick. But honestly, Heizer shouldn't get that, you know, honor, especially since he hasn't really done anything. And like I said, it's not his fault, but, you know, I, I like the improvement that I'm seeing from Zaka. And I feel like if Zaka had more game opportunities and was playing in like 80 or so games, I honestly think we would see a much bigger improvement from Zaka. And, you know, we kind of saw it when um, Paul Mary and Zajac left and, well, you know, traded and not left like in free agency. But you, you get what I mean. It, it, it created a void of offense and a lot of players stepped up to the call at the time. So I we already saw it from our first line pairing because I feel like that first line pairing needs to stay set in stone for the rest of the year, in my honest opinion. So I don't think they should touch that at all. And then, honestly, you know, do what you want to do for Zaka and Heizer. But Zaka, honestly, deserves a bigger role, in my opinion. And I've already been correct about certain uh, players getting a bigger role because, look, I said Scott Wedgwood deserves a bigger role than Aaron Dell. Yes, Aaron Dell has more NHL games played, but this season he hasn't really earned it. So I feel as though, you know, Wedgwood deserved a bigger role, and I was correct. And then Lindy Ruff might have been listening to my episodes, and I said, yeah, uh, Wedgwood deserves to be second string goalie for what he's been doing because I believe the Devils still have three shutouts this year and Wedgwood has two of them. And you would think that Blackwood would, you know, get most of them. But no, now Blackwood does have the catch of the year candidate, uh, what he did against the Boston Bruins. But, you know, that that that's my overall opinion and that's my overall critique. And now it's time for the second live read this morning and it comes from our friends at Locker Room. So let's take that away real quick. Need to learn more about Locker Room? Well, I got you covered. It's a live audio only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. Talk to me, other fans, athletes and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. So join in on the conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Devils podcast show. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group. Follow me at TreyMat4 or Locked On Devils to be notified when my room goes live. Come with your spiciest, hot, flaming takes. I don't care. I take all comers, okay? I am looking for all the sports debate. I want all the smoke, so let me have it on the Locker Room app. I look forward to interacting with all of you, and hopefully you guys can be featured Onto my show if you do come on. So just download the Locker Room app on the iOS and create your profile, and I will let you guys know when I go live. So check it out. So this is the main takeaway that I wanted from this episode, which is our team has a lot of potential, and I only scratched the surface of our team. Like, I only talked about our top two forward lines, and obviously, rightfully so, because they deserve a lot of attention, but I didn't even talk about Ty Smith. I didn't even talk about uh, Siegenthaler and what Lindy Ruff, you know, really thinks of him and why he decided to trade a pick in this year's draft, albeit it's a third-round conditional pick, but, you know, he he explained why he uh, likes Siegenthaler and sees potential, so I do believe the New Jersey Devils might re-sign Siegenthaler in the offseason if Lindy Ruff has a high horse on him, and obviously he might do little to nothing this year due to the fact that, uh, you know, he doesn't really have too many opportunities. He has to learn a new system, 
and you know he talked about just learning that new system as well but obviously right now he's in our third defensive line pairing and rightfully so currently he is being paired with will butcher in that regard so obviously it'll take him some time and it's a shame that he doesn't really have any good teammates aside from ty smith and subin at times to learn from and just overall know the uh i guess non-existent defensive system that is the new jersey devils but we'll see what happens but overall that's the main takeaway i wanted from this episode which is we have a lot of potential on this team and we're not too far down the rebuild ladder as you might think and obviously i I haven't really touched too much on it because i want to center it around like it's full-fledged episode but alexander holt is now uh eligible to sign his entry-level deal with the new jersey devils since his season in sweden has officially ended and I believe he's not going to elect to go back. So, you know, uh, uh, according to Lindy Ruff and Tom Fitzgerald and the entire Devils organization, they are right now working extensively to get him into the States and uh, overall just help him with his immigration process. And then obviously he's going to have to go into a COVID protocol because he is coming from a different country in the midst of a pandemic. So uh, I wouldn't expect to see Alexander Holtz uh, touch the ice this year for the New Jersey Devils, not even the Binghamton Devils. I think at this point and where we're at in the season, it's just getting him to America and getting him accustomed to uh, what could happen and things of that nature. So not trying to give you guys false hope, but that's my personal opinion. But Overall, uh, I told you guys what I think of our first line pairing, our second line pairing for our forwards, and I gave you guys a hot take, which is I believe Nico Heizer needs to move down in the line pairing so that way he can just uh, dominate and get a better uh, feel for the season because he has missed so many games this season due to injury, and I know he's our captain and all, and I know a lot of people have varying opinions about him, but overall, I like him, and I know he can do better once he plays in more games, but overall this season we've played pretty much like what 90 90 something percent of the season without him so um I, I I think uh just right now where we're at we don't really you know need him in a big enough role we just need him to get accustomed to just playing consistently again because it's been a while since he's had a groove so you know that's my opinion and Zaka's already in a groove so in terms of ice time uh Zaka deserves a bigger role than Heizer and I posted it on my Twitter poll uh uh yesterday before this episode went live so you know that's my personal opinion and uh, obviously i don't have the results of it yet but i will share you guys the results in the next episode but anyway in terms for this episode that's about all the time i have for you guys today continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day new jersey i will catch you guys in the next episode thanks for listening